welcome to Backing Paper for another week in this new year, 2020. It's still here. We haven't been wiped <laughs> off the face of the earth yet. Speaking of the fact that it's yet, yeah, uh, you know, I mean... There's one country that seems quite determined to get that done, so we've managed to bring to task their number one representative to say, what's going on? Uh, joining me this week on Backing Paper to answer that question and yeah, maybe help with some emails as well is the wonderful Johnny Sisson from the Classic Lenses podcast. Johnny, how are you doing? Hey there, how are you, Graham? It's great to be back. <laughs> it's great. To be, and, and you just had Simon on the other last week. I know it's it's an absolute classic lenses takeover. I don't know what's going on. All, all we need is Perry to complete the trio. Incidentally, <laughs> we'll be getting Perry on the Sunny Sixteen podcast at the end of this month, so that's quite exciting as well. But um, yeah, and, and by that time you you'd have gotten to the one literate person on the classic lenses <laughs> podcast. Uh, I don't know. I have great faith in you. You do the email reading on the Classic Lenses podcast every week. Badly. You, I you, do. Badly, yes. But I've heard it. worse on, on this podcast <laughs> more than once. <laughs> Hashtag Matthew Joseph. Um, <laughs> love you, Matthew. Uh, how's everything going, mate? You hit show 100 this week. Congratulations. We, we did. We just did, uh, just did show 100, which is an extra super nerdy dork out for those of <laughs> Those are the Classic Lenses podcast listening audience who are already in the super nerdy dork uh, category about lenses. It is an extra special episode for them because it's long and kind of boring and you can really only get the most of it if you watch it on YouTube. So that said, it was a smashing success, I think. It was. I listened to, I listened to some of it. I was talking about I didn't listen to all of it because, as you pointed out, it, it is – it's pretty in-depth on the whole it's lens construction intense. front, yeah, um, yeah. which is a thing that I know nothing about. And also, I was just listening to it, and I couldn't see what you were talking about. But anybody who's interested in lenses and how they work and lens design, uh, the best place for them to go, really, is your YouTube channel, isn't it? I think that's a better place to go than actually listening to this one. Yeah, episode 100 is best uh, viewed as well as listened to. I think the listening only, it's... I'm trying to find a good analogy. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> listener of the podcast and listener of this podcast as well, uh, Bob Matter, uh, stopped in uh, the shop at Central Camera. I see him quite often at Central Camera. He mm -hmm. comes in and says hello. We love and he, Bob. He came, yeah, we love Bob. And Bob came in and he said, boy, Johnny, I think that last podcast is like the – the Society for People Who Have Insomnia, you're going to put them to sleep even. <laughs> I mean, that's a little harsh, but... Um... Little, no, but thank you, Bob. That was, that was, that was good. He, you know, leave it to Bob to cut right to the chase. Yeah. Well, so for anybody who doesn't know what you do, you had Jason Lane, who is a professional lens designer. That is what he does. Yeah. Um, he has, he's designed lenses that have gone out to space. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he knows what he's talking about. And he was talking you guys through and discussing different lenses and designs whilst using software that could actually show you what he was talking about visually, right. which makes quite a lot of sense with lens design. So, um, yeah, 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 if that's appealing or you just need something to help you sleep, you know where to go now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, before we started, you also mentioned, because I haven't heard about this. Oh, actually, well, um, Mr. Gutterman. I, I, does, oh, yeah. Is that thing you want to bring up now? Because Mike Gutterman, the, um, I've got to stop ponking things, um, the host of the Negative Positives podcast. What's been going on with Mike? Well, he, Mike had a, Mike had a near-death experience live on the podcast. <laughs> on, on his um, own podcast. On his own, po on his own face cast, in fact. So there's video 
of this near-death experience. Um, and speaking of uh, instigator and all-around troublemaker okay, Bob Matter. hang on, hang on. Before this yeah. goes any further, yeah. I have to ask, is this in any way related to Jepson's Malort? <laughs> it very well might be, yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, yeah. for the uninitiated listeners, please uh, bear in mind that this is a non-explicit podcast. Can you describe what Jepson's Malort is? <laughs> well, Jepson's Malort is, of course... The famous Chicago liqueur that is also the official, not official sponsor of the Classic Lenses podcast. Mm -hmm. um, we have a close and non-existent connection with Jepson's Malort. So they fund and don't send us a dime ever, ever, ever for mentioning them on the podcast. So we're, you know, we're, we're tight. We're tight with them. We're really tight with them. Um, and uh, so we, we try to men give them a shout out and a mention every once in a while. Well, so... Bob Matter, um, as we started doing that, Bob Matter, uh, he, he stopped by Central Camera, I don't know, a, a month ago or so, uh, before the holiday. And he brought me one of those little travel size bottles of Jepson, Jepson's Malort, which I did not even know they made them. And of course, I was really excited because then we started you know, plotting to do a little tasting on the Classic Lenses podcast live where I mail a bottle of this stuff off. Uh, surreptitiously, of course, because it really can't be mailed. Um, so I, so I was going to mail it, you know, around the world here to Perry in Hong Kong, and then to Simon in the UK and his little village there where he lives. And then uh, uh, I think Per Edmund was going to join us from Sweden, which is the home of the, I guess, the progenitor of Jepson's Malort, because it, it's made by some Swedish guy who moved to Chicago. Mm -hmm. So we were gonna, we were gonna get the whole crew on and do a tasting. Um, which is all well and good, but you know, I, that's still in the planning phases. I have to like send four packets off around the yeah, world. Yeah. Yeah. Who has the time? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so, uh, Bob, you know, he of course jumped right on this and sent, he sent a little couple of mini bottles to, uh, Mike Gutterman, <laughs> uh, as part of a, uh -huh. I think a part of a Christmas thing. And, uh, so Mike, you know, Mike being no stranger to getting a little drink on during the podcast there. Oh, really? No, yeah, have you not heard? Uh, no, no, I wasn't yeah, aware he, of that. He actually imbibes live on the podcast sometimes. <laughs> You'd never tell. No, no, you can never tell. So uh so Mike Gutterman, you know, gets his big old ball sack out and says, I'm no scaredy cat. I'm a, I'm gonna drink this bad boy right now. So so Mike uncorks a little you know, unscrews his little bottle top and 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 downs about half of that bottle with full of bravado and semen. <laughs> <laughs> and and of course he immediately nearly meets his maker. Well. So yeah, uh, so he 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 washed it down and made it through the rest of his podcast somehow or another. Uh, but he he did admit that it is absolutely the foulest tasting liquor he's ever had in his life. Good. Well, it's good that he's here providing that service. Thank it's you. A valuable valuable service. Thank you for your service, Mike. Um. We should, with that delightful image in mind, we should probably get on with these emails. No Rachel again this week, as listeners will probably have already picked up on. She's still not ready to come back yet, but um, she hopefully will be soon. We're all thinking of you, Rach. Um, but we have got a monster pile of cracking emails this week, and Johnny's got a uh, definite out time, so we're going to have to hit these and hit them hard. So this first one is a follow-up from uh, a conversation Simon and I had last week regarding a postcard that came in that we didn't know where it was from. So this is from the host of the Homemade Camera podcast, Graham Young, and it goes as follows. One, Simon 
don't listen to Graham, I voted for the Classic Lenses Dash Large Format Dash Lensless Conglomerate as the best podcast of the year. That cannot be true. You could not do that. And thank you for your vote for the Homemade Camera Podcast, uh, incestuous. Um, two, I sent the postcard. I almost ran off the road this morning as I heard that not only did I fail to sign one of the postcards, I failed to sign both of them. Couldn't you tell it was me by my atrocious handwriting? And three, Michelob. Is that, am I saying that right, Johnny? Are you familiar with this? <laughs> you can see it. Uh, Mick, Michelob. Michelob. I'll stick with Michelob. Michelob. Uh, Michelob Mi- is fine too, though. That's Yeah. Michelob yeah. is a typical mass-marketed <laughs> American beer with almost no flavor along the same lines as Budweiser. Bock beer, as well as being a chicken, is a German type that is dark and hoppy. Michelob Bock, these two, sorry, in Michelob Bock, these two facts clash in quite an unappealing way. Nearly tasteless dark beer. What's the point of it being dark without flavor, you may ask? Yeah, I ask that too. I don't know the answer. Uh, yours, Graham Young. And then in brackets underneath, he says, I almost <laughs> failed to sign the email. Well, thank you very much, Graham. So uh, lovely to hear from you and lovely to know who is responsible for the lovely picture we got sent. Um, can you comment on Michelob Bock, Johnny? Uh, I, 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 number one, I did not know it was still made. Number two, I did not know that they made a Bock version of Michelob or Michelob, which I actually prefer to call it now. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I have not had it since I used to sneak it out of the fridge when I was about eleven. <laughs> so I, I I can't I can't comment on it wow. other than my dad used to drink it in the seventies. But uh yeah, I would imagine that description is probably right on the money. Sounds good. Well, I'm f- feel free to not send that to us any Mitchell Obbock. Okay, do you want to take this next quick one from JM Golding vis a vis one two seven day? Yeah, sure, certainly will do. So J.M. Golding says, Hi, Sunbeams, and Happy New Year. The day 127, the next, wait, the next 127 day will be here soon. On Monday, January 27th, 2020, the 127 Film Photography website will feature 127 format photographs made on January 27th, 2020 in a special online exhibition. As always, you and your listeners are invited to participate. No fees, no competition, just a friendly virtual community joining together to make 127 format photos on January 27th. All the details are here, and there is a web address. Um, And it's time to make sure that those 127 format cameras are working and that you have film. That sounds like a worthy project. Happy photographing and have a great 2020 JM Golding 127 film photography. Okay, now I'd be interested. Uh, 127. Have you shot much 127? I have. I am actually a big fan of 127. Yeah. And I did not know that there was a 127 community-ish thing. I'm not surprised, but I didn't know that. Do you know what? Not only is there 127, there are actually, oh, I'm going to get this wrong. There are at least three. I think there's three. One, two, seven days throughout the year. Because any time that... Really? The, yeah, oh, so you got okay. the first of... Um, the first of January. So the, the, this month it works because it's done in the wrong way, the American way. So you've you got January <laughs> uh, But then um, it's also in December. And there's also one in, I guess it would be um, July as well. Um, wow. So, um, yeah, and, and JM Golding always runs these. Uh, they're, they're great fun. Great fun. What is your favorite one, two, seven camera? Uh, without a doubt, I'm going to turn my head here. If I, <laughs> my sound gets a little bit quieter and look behind me, 
on the big wall of cameras. Uh, and I'm going to grab this camera. One second. So this camera, <clears throat> it is a Yashica LM44, which oh, is a little Yashica Mat TLR. Yeah, I freaking love this camera. It's a really cute little camera, that one, isn't it? I mean, it's it's like yes. a just a it was a miniature TLR. It looks just like things like the um. It's one, like a two, little four. pocket dog. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like one of those pocket dogs. It's like a miniature. It's a miniature TLR, and it, and they're and it's really it's it's tiny, and you can take it anywhere, and they're a lot of fun, um, and and one twenty seven is a cool format too, so. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? You know, you've got decent yeah. film real estate there. And the there's it's becoming more available. There are a few more choices now for shooting it as some of the boutique things. I think if you go to, um, say, Analog Wonderland, I think they've got yeah. a couple of choices on there. Um, yeah. I, I got given, kind of, last year, one of the little um, Yashica uh, 44s, but it's um, in multiple pieces. And I'm, it's one of those things, I, I, okay, so the front's not attached, like the, the whole lens thing is not attached to the rest of the camera. And oh. and within that, there's quite a lot of um, fungus in the lenses and the shutter's not working properly. And oh, think, my, okay. It's probably not worth the amount of money to try right. and get it fixed them working again which is a real shame um but oh well um but anyway go so uh monday 27th of january get your cameras ready i'm going to try and finish the roll of film that i started in mine last monday the 27th of january <laughs> okay this next email is from john michael mendeza who writes in dear sunbeams first of all a very happy new year and i hope that rachel is feeling better you said you wanted to hear about our film-related plans, goals, resolutions, etc. for 2020. So, here are some of mine. One, I love the fact we're getting a lot of numbered things. <laughs> it's very satisfying. Yeah, it's reading totally, a numbered yeah. list. One, shoot more film. Two, use the gear I already have instead of buying more. That's a good one. Three, yeah. find new homes for the gear I am not using. That's another good one. Four... Yeah. Pick one or two film stocks to stick with and get to know them better. I admire the optimism. And five, don't get so caught up in the technical. Focus on the image. Although we are only a week into the new year, I'm pleased to say that I can already report progress on some of these points. On Sunday, I had a shoot with the model and managed to shoot a roll of film. Two, I bought a Hasselblad. Wait a second. Wait, uh -oh. wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> Three, I'm sure I will use all this at some point. Uh, four, first roll of the year, something known and trusted? Nah, Lomachrome Metropolis, a film that no one knows how to shoot. Great results, though. And five, during the shoot on Sunday, I was actually able to focus on composition and communication with my model and to think less about the technical stuff. So I think 2020 is off to a fantastic start. I think so too. <laughs> Bit of a mixed bag on the uh, <laughs> success rate, but um, nonetheless. Attached are a couple of shots from the role of Metropolis, yet another new film we can all be thankful for. Wishing everyone a great 2020. Shoot film, be nice, and don't forget to have fun with it. All the best from John Michael Mendeza. So um, these pictures, these are some lovely pictures on there. I sent these through to you, didn't I, Johnny? You did, yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I'm looking. Uh, I'm, oh, 2020, 
2020 vision. Yes. 2020 so, vision. Oh yeah, they are. They came out really nice. They are. They now came these. Out very nice indeed. So I've seen a few pictures to take with Metropolis, but it tends to be more streety stuff and candid stuff. These are the first model shots I've seen with it, and I really like it. It has a really distinct palette, doesn't it? It yeah, it does. I'm trying to determine how much of that is just like the um, color temperature of. I guess the light that was used, uh, but no, it definitely has an interesting palette to it. Cause there's some, there's a couple shots that are on the warmish side and then there's one that's much cooler and greener. Mm. So, I don't know that much about this film actually. So. No, I've heard a few people talking about it. I was listening today to, um, I think it was all through a lens to a caller they had in. Um, and I've heard this elsewhere as well. I think that, um, it tends to warmer colors tend to pop quite a lot with it. Reds, yellows tend to pop quite a lot with it. Uh, and other colors become quite muted. Um, and mm. I think you can see that a bit in this. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I it, like it. It's it's not like a is is it a tungsten film or something? I've got no idea. No, I, I don't. Oh, I don't think okay. it's a tungsten balance film. No. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, it's the, the last picture, um, which is of the sort of the back of the model looking to the mirror with the um, flower uh, right in front of it. Like the color on that flower looks incredibly natural uh, in a way. Yeah. Like the, but then, like the colors on the other stuff looks less natural but the flowers all look more natural than the us it's bizarre but but i really like yeah. it really like it and yeah. a, a nice new addition to the palette you've not shot any yet i take care no i i have i have not shot it yet oh well something to look forward to is it something you want to shoot uh you know i i'm really rethinking my approach to color this year and um i i, I really want to be shooting more transparency film and less print film so i don't know i'm assuming this is a print film yes it is uh, yeah yeah so i don't know i'm not sure what 2020 holds for me for shooting c41 stuff but we'll see it's definitely this definitely looks interesting though cool beans okay do you want to take the next one which is a cheap shots challenge entry from lucas ladenstad lucas ladenstad uh lucas ladenstad says hi sunbeams here is my entry for the cheap shots challenge holiday seasons uh i found an olympus trip mini af at the thrift store for one curly q I <laughs> that's put... a pound you oh, know what pound. that is curly oh q. it's a pound symbol okay <laughs> Uh, I put a roll of T-Max 100 in it and used it to shoot pictures over the Christmas period. The roll was developed in C41 and scanned with my Epson V330. The first picture is of our Christmas tree and the second is of a traditional Christmas tree from my part, parts of Sweden. Hope all is well, Lucas, Sweden. P.S. I have also included a Google form that you can use as a template for inspiration for the next submission of Cheap Shots Challenge if you are interested. This, this is how much I love our listeners. Is that they realized how utterly useless I am of getting anything done. So they just do it and send it to me. Thank you. Thank you for, for seeing. I feel is seen. That, is, that, is that Swedish for saying loser? I, I, I don't care. I In a very seen. polite way. As an incompetent, I feel seen. Okay. So let's look at these pictures. So... um. There's two pictures. One is of you know, what we think of as a sort of very traditional Christmas tree. Nice close-up with tinsel and baubles. Uh, again, black and white. We've had quite a lot of these. I know you won't have seen these, Johnny, but we had quite a lot yeah. of yeah. Um, black and white Christmas pictures, which is, you know, it's an interesting choice <laughs> for capturing uh, <laughs> festive. Because I tend to think of Christmas as being quite colourful, but you know, I think it can work quite well. Um, sure. 
and this first one you know, it's picked out the highlights nicely on the tinsel and stuff like that um, yeah. and the the, ca the candles on the trees so that's nice quite dark isn't it a little bit little bit, little dark. bit dark it, it yeah it looks like a, a a flash yeah like it's like a flash on camera flash kind of thing yeah so the the foreground is pretty bright and then it kind of falls away rapidly yeah. As you move away from that. It reminds me of when I used to shoot stuff like this on a 110 camera when I was a kid. That seems uh, get... unnecessarily unkind. It's definitely better than that. <laughs> no, no, I don't mean image quality wise. I mean like kind of on camera flash wise. It would yeah. like you'd get that that nice pool of brightness and then it would fall away really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So, which I actually kind of kind of dig. Yeah, I, exactly. It, I think it gets a bad rep because we all associate it with a certain kind of picture. But um, I think actually it can be, can be quite nice and it's worked yeah. well there. And the second one is a kind of a very odd looking. <laughs> it looks odd. like it looks like a uh, like if you were at a bar uh -huh. and they had a little special thing called an olive tree and they would stick olives on there and you would eat them. And <laughs> but it also had candles. <laughs> that's what it kind of reminds me of this is really cool i don't know what this is but i want one well it's, it's, it's a traditional a traditional christmas tree in his part of sweden um yeah it's it's it, pretty cool it's like a bit like a candelabra with yeah. things sticking out of it that look like they've got big olives on the end yeah, yeah it's bizarre um i've never seen something that looks like that before but i really like it my life has been enriched for seeing it thank you very much lucas Okay, we have got next up another Cheap Shots uh, entry and some 2020 vision from our good friend, Toby Vanderveld, who writes in, Hi Beams, here is my entry to the Christmas 2019 Cheap Shots Challenge. I hope I haven't missed the deadline. You have not. Uh, it's my Christmas tree. Mm, okay, well, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> I took it on my <laughs> Voigtlander Besser, what I used the last time. I enter this competition. It is a 1934 era folder making 6x9 negatives. Or is that 9x6? Don't know. Don't care. I'd say 6x9. Johnny, agree? 6x9. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I shot on Ilford Delta 400 plus 1, so 800 ISO, and devved it in DF96, digitized it with my Pixelator and Nikon P7700 Compact Digital. Great macro lens on that. I don't remember what the exposure time was. I was watching the Christmas episode of Bottom at the time, but it was 10 or 15 seconds-ish. Um, so let's talk about the picture quickly first. Did I send you this one, Johnny? Yeah, you did. So, oh, my God, that's crazy. <laughs> so how would you describe this picture? Uh, well, it looks it looks like... Um... Uh, well, it looks like one of those crazy kind of party pictures where you are have maybe had a little bit too much... <laughs> To drink and you just kind of held the shutter down and you got this crazy picture of just light streaks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 so it, it, yeah, it, it very much looks like, um, it, did he say it was a candelabra or something? I think it was his Christmas tree. His Christmas tree. Oh, it's a, Chris, oh, it's a Christmas tree. Okay. So it's the lights on the Christmas tree and then they get like all squiggly. Mm. Yeah. Interestingly, Simon, who I'd sent these to, because uh, Simon, the, there was a slim risk, and I use the word risk very much, meaning it, <laughs> um, that Simon might have been joining us this evening. And he also said, it looks like a candelabra. So I suspect that actually Toby's lying. He does have a candelabra on his canal boat, but he just doesn't want to admit to it because he's right. claiming he has humble roots, which nobody believes. Um, yes, it's very <laughs> abstract and impressionist, isn't it? All squiggly it lines. It certainly is. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't look at it and instantly think Christmas, but... <laughs> I, like well i suppose i look at it like you and think instantly christmas party after effects um so yes it's good yeah it's all yeah. good yeah it's real good 
his 2020 vision he says, I'm slowly sewing up the edges of my latest book made from cyanotypes that I produced in July and August of leaves and feathers that I gathered outside my boat. This year I intend to buckle down or knuckle down and bind more, continuing to make books that I will put print out of print of my photos into. Also, I want to shoot more black and white in medium format and hopefully by a large format camera as well. My darkroom at the moment is contact print only, so the bigger the better as far as neg sizes go. Cheers for now from Toby. Um, so thank you very much for that, Toby. Um, you in the past, Johnny, you had a job where printing was uh, a large part of it, <laughs> very large <laughs> part of it, which has left you somewhat bitter about the whole experience, hasn't it? <laughs> no, <laughs> Show me I... where the enlarger touched you. <laughs> not, not, not so much bitter as just uh, burnt, burnt to a crisp. And I just, yeah, just I, I don't have a large desire to do it anymore because I spent so many hours and hours and hours and hours in the dark room, and you go in, and then it's dark when you come out, and it just was really, it got to be really depressing. So uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, print agnostic these days. But yeah. I, you know what? Honest, funnily enough, though, I think contact printing is awesome. Yeah. Because it it has none of the problems of enlarging, really. Yeah. You know, so I I really dig contact printing, and actually, so I have a Voigtlander Bessa six by nine, which um, one of my goals for twenty twenty is to shoot that thing more and to be making uh, making prints from it. Although I'm probably going to be um, again doing what I can to avoid the dark room and avoid chemistry so i'm probably going to be making like cyanotype prints yeah, from my yeah. con, you know contact prints so yeah to me that sounds like a, a great a great approach awesome well, i look forward to seeing those yes yeah, cyanotype prints from negatives from big negs are uh, just a lot of fun and as you said it's yeah. so much easier to do isn't it yeah totally okay do you want to take this next one from richard hall Sure. Uh, so Richard Hall says, hello, Sunbeams. I a belated Happy New Year to you all. Hope Rachel is feeling better. I'm attaching a couple of entries for the Cheap Shots Challenge. I use Kentmere 400 and a Canon SureShot AF7 and developed in Rodinal. Yes. <laughs> uh, the pictures <laughs> the pictures are not great, but they will at least make someone else's look a little bit better. Scanning, which is in quotes, uh, is up to my usual dreadful standards <laughs> because I still haven't sorted out a better solution. Uh, <clears throat> I chose the street scene purely because I remember Aid or Graham saying some time ago that they liked photos shot in the rain, and I'm willing to exploit any small advantage I can gain. <laughs> it was it was shot from the hip while I was on the move, hurrying to finish my Christmas shopping. Uh, I quite like the Christmas lights nativity scene. If you are still asking for artist statements, I'd say that the brightness of the lights against the gloom of the sky and the buildings reflects the light, and I hope that the nativity story brings into a dark and troubled world. But you're not asking for those anymore, so I won't say that. <laughs> Feeling a bit sorry for myself this afternoon because I've just had to have a tooth removed. Ah, that's a, 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 but a bunch of H's and an exclamation part, uh, mark in brackets. Uh, but I was cheered up by the delivery of my first zine today. Uh, but I'll save that for a separate email. Very best wishes. Hoping all get good light and interesting subjects. Richard. Thank you very much, Richard. Well, first of all, sympathies for having a tooth pulled out. Uh, that sucks. I've had yeah. a tooth removed and it just 
sucks. So, yes, it does. Um, I really like these two pictures um, because they are, especially the one... So one of them is looking up at some... Um, get close to the mic, Graham. <laughs> Don't wander away while you're doing a big hand. Yes, just one of them is of some um, lights sort of stretched across between uh, at the top of a street sort of between buildings so it's sort of yeah. lights with a backdrop and the other one is looking down this street with the lights and everything and it is so lo-fi grunge between yeah. the combination of the film yeah. well to be honest i think it's more the scanning and the oh man it's so grungy and blocky and, and i <laughs> love it for that yeah it's yeah yeah, it it's, it certainly is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's lost. I mean, and I'm sure the negative hasn't lost the detail. The scanning has absolutely murdered this. Right. All, all right. detail is gone, and it's really blocked out. I um shot uh, on the recommendation. So when we went on the photo walk uh, at the kiln in Worcester before Christmas, um, I was shooting. Uh, I, I was shooting with the F3, and um, I had a roll of HP5. And John Whitmore, who's with us, uh, said, "Oh." push that to 1600 be great so I went, okay i'm gonna listen to john so i shot it at 1600 uh, then i never asked him for advice on developing it so i just developed it in hd 110 the same way i normally do which i don't think was the best way of doing it um <laughs> and then when i came to scan it the scanner just wasn't having it because it, it really blocked out some of the details which unfortunately oh, yeah. with the nature of the pictures i was taking like most notably uh, a portrait of my partner that wasn't really benefiting from the lo-fi look um yeah so i need to find a better way I, I didn't do a good job with the devin on that but on this subject i think it it really speaks to me actually i love that yeah it's a nice it's a nice grungy street scene definitely yeah i like it too yeah yeah shooting in the rain you you get out and take pictures on the streets a lot um do you like shooting in the rain or is that something you tend to avoid no i do actually i actually um <clears throat> if it's gonna be raining there's particular uh camera slash lenses that i tend to take with me that day because i why is that um well i i tend to favor wide angle stuff anyway but um the the lens i really really enjoy on wet rainy days in the city is the uh 15 millimeter voigtlander um the uh super i'm why am i being so weird on the name it's the super heliar uh super wide heliar um and it's it's fun because you just you get such a wide crazy angle of view and then you get all the like the reflections off the street so you get just like all this reflection you know all this reflected light and i just i really like how that looks in a wide angle shot um so and i tend to try to get uh i did a a role like this one day um last year and actually i just caught up on developing these shots and i i had remembered taking them and i you know when then i when i when i got the film out i was like oh i remember that (laughs) and it and they really turned out nicely and it's just like i i was kind of squatting down putting the camera almost on the ground so i would get even more of kind of that reflection stuff off up off the street so yeah i actually really enjoy shooting in situations like that that so. sounds fabulous any listeners yeah. hearing this who kind of and this this sounds to me want to see um johnny's work johnny does have an instagram um he never puts anything on the instagram but the good news <laughs> is if you choose to follow him he, he also won't respond and let you follow his yeah, work it's great so yeah. so it doesn't matter but despite the fact that he neither shares his work nor lets anybody follow him every week on classic lenses podcast he still gives out his instagram account <laughs> for you to go and be disappointed <laughs> yeah. by not being able to see uh, his no pictures yeah, <laughs> no, no, you could get it you 
can get in the queue and I'll, I'll, you know, so I, I, I think I posted six photos on Instagram in 2019. <laughs> and, uh, so, but I'm, I'm planning to do some more again this year. That's uh, when worse I get than me, Johnny, and, and I'm not good. <laughs> I am not good. Okay. Yeah. This next email is from Harry Scott. Write in, Dear Sunbeams, shamefully, and it is shameful, I am a first-time emailer, but long-time listener. Well, we love that you've emailed in now, Harry. Um, to what is an excellent and enjoyable podcast. Oh, this, this email might have come to the wrong place, actually. No, I read it. Um, that has become a staple of my morning drive to work. Today, I am responding to Graham's call-out for people's goals in the coming year. But I would also like to take the opportunity to shamelessly plug my own small time podcast. Uh, cannot be any more small time than this. Um, the podcast is called Tales from the Magic Box, which is currently airing its second series. The link included will send viewers to the episode discussing my plans for this year, thereby killing two birds with one stone. Uh, thanks for an amazing podcast, and I'll see you at the photography show. Kind regards, Henry Scott. And then it says, TFTMB. And I was trying to think, what thanks for the mega butt. <laughs> Mega butt, yeah. Mega butt. Uh, and then there's a plug at the bottom. So um, I will uh, include that link to uh, Harry's podcast, uh, Tales from the Magic Box, in the show notes um, because it's long and I'm not going to read it out because it'll make no sense. But that sounds great. I need to – I, I, over Christmas, I kind of stopped listening to podcasts and I have a horrendous backlog and I need to catch up listening to uh, all the great stuff that's out there. So many good photography podcasts now. And it's great to hear that yeah. this is another one I was not familiar with. Okay. Uh, do you want to take this next one from Mina Salib? Uh, yeah, we could do that. So Mina Salib says, hey, sunny team. My name is Mina and I'm email emailing slash messaging from Sydney, Australia. I have no idea what week you guys are up to with the Cheap Shots Challenge, but I recently heard the latest episode of Backing Paper and realized you'd set a deadline for submission. So here is mine with a Google address. For the photos the camera used is a panorama pick similar to this and there is another address there for a google thing or for a camera wiki thing okay um thanks very much aid rachel and yourself for all you add to our analog film world it's a pleasure hearing the podcast best regards mina happy new year and decisions for 2020 and for wait and decisions decisions for 2020 yeah, that makes it happy new year and this is it makes for make good decisions. Makes oh, for sense. make good decisions. Oh, yeah. I went that's something I know nothing about. That's why <laughs> no, it went completely over my head. Okay. That's why you've uh drink Jepson's I'm like what decisions? Thank you so much, Mina. It's lovely Thanks, to hear from some of you. And, and first of all, I hope I hope things are all okay over in your neck of the world where everything is sadly oh, very oh. much on fire. So that, that camera, you will be instantly familiar with that kind of panoramic camera. These are the plastic, fantastic panoramic cameras. Oh, yeah. National Geographic. I love these things. So you do, you love panoramic cameras and you are you. well known for your love of the Minolta Riva something or other? Yeah, the Riva panorama Riva. or the it's it's goes by it's like you know it's the um a lot of the japanese cameras have like different mar names for every market they released them in mm -hmm. so it's either the riva panorama or the i don't know it's like got like three or four names um but it's yeah it's basically a full-time panorama only uh camera that is 
always in crop crop panorama format, which yeah. I which I really dig because it has a great viewfinder. Yeah, I think that's the thing because when I met up with I think it was when I met up with Simon and Jeremy um, back in October or November. I think Simon had one with him. Oh, yeah, he probably did. Yeah. And so I had a look through the viewfinder on that. And that was the thing which was particularly impressive because I've got a few of these or I've had um, I think I've only got one left now because I've given them away to other people. Um, these very basic plastic panoramic cameras. And, you know, actually, they're fine. And as this picture by Mina clearly demonstrates, that actually, because they're so wide and, you know, the, the way that they're built, the image quality is not bad from them. I mean, you're not going to get yeah. any sort of shallow depth of field or anything like that. But Mina's picture, which I really like, I love its simplicity, is, yeah. um, is just printing on the road. Uh, it just says, look. And, and it's very it's just a really graphic image it works really yeah. well with the format um and i really like it um it, yeah i'm kind of cracking up because i i have almost this exact same photo that i took in chicago really <laughs> no seriously i have like the exact same photo in the exact same kind of panel format um for a bike lane there's a bike couple of bike lanes downtown that run both directions and it has the same sort of graphic on the on this on the street and so yeah i'm kind of cracking up because i've like pretty much taken the same shot and i, lo I love they love i love this sort of thing with the uh, panorama yeah it's great it's just it's perfect yeah yeah so thank you so much for saying that in mina i'm not entirely sure it fits within the christmas theme but i don't care the one whoever we get to judge it can make that decision for himself and two <laughs> we're just glad you took part and um hopefully next time you'll sort of you know it'll make more sense of what's going on but um, i love the picture thank you okay uh this next one is from tony skokovich who writes in hello sunnies happy new year hope all of you are well and not suffering from the post-holiday blues. I was just listening to the first 2020 episode of Banking Paper and thought I'd share some of my own decisions of 2020. Let's hope that uh, they are good decisions, as Mina has requested. Typically, each Christmas break, I spend some time looking back at my work and notes from the year passing. Each year, I put a 20-page image portfolio book together so I can reflect on progress, or lack thereof, in my photography. This exercise for 2019 showed some clear conclusions. First, halfway through the year, reckless experimentation with formats and expired film truly derailed any notion of consistency. Then, images that I felt belonged to my 2019 portfolio all came from a series of black and white medium format film. All of the best images were of a rather prosaic scene, flowing water in an intimate landscape setting. So, as far as theme, the water it is. Aiming for a slower shutter speed and slash or long exposure. I guess, to get technical, I would define slower shutter speed as anything between 1 second and 1 thirtieth, while a long exposure would be anything slower than 1 second. Um, the wonderful magic world of reciprocity failure. Looking through negatives from about 20 roles that fit this criteria, I decided to dedicate my work this year to that stereotypical flowing water black and white photos, using medium format black and white film. Let's see how that is going to evolve if I shoot at least one roll each weekend and post nothing but this type of photos the entire year. All of a sudden, choices of film and gear become more clear. Film perfectly suited for the purpose would be Ilford FP4 and the recently available Ilford Ortho Plus. Between the two, I have about 15 rolls in my fridge, so that f curbs the film gas for a bit. 
Also, I have more than enough Ilford DDX and D76 to ensure some level of consistency. When it comes to cameras, the primary choice here will have to be the Mamiya 645. There, that made things very simple, consistent and focused. It always amazes me how much clarity I gain from simply stopping, turning around and looking at my own work from some set period. No zines, no books, no YouTube videos and most definitely no eBay. Just sit down with a glass slash cup of whatever gets you going, put some music on and indulge in being your worst critic and best of friends all at the same time. That is it, the 2020 photography resolution. Everything else is just experimentation and mandatory life documenting stuff. Feeling good about this for now, let's see how the year shapes up. Hope you are feeling well. Thank you for the wonderful weekly dose of fun and inspiration. Best in 2020 from Tony. I really like that. I really like Tony's approach to that. What's your thought on this, Johnny? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think if that, uh, I think if um, finding one subject matter and diving that deeply into it, I think it could be kind of amazing. I mm. mean, it's, you know, I, I, I think guardrails are creatively sometimes a really wonderful thing um because they just kind of like they they just the limitations are just good i mean they they force you to to make creative choices and you know good things happen from there and then hopefully some accidents happen as well because accidents are also good and I know I find, you know, sort of looking ahead and thinking, and I've been thinking a lot about this, about what do I want to shoot this year? What do I want to work on? And it can be very difficult because the year's a big blank canvas in front of you. But I really love the process of looking back at what I actually did last year, looking at what I've already done and looking at how I feel about what I've done um, as using that to inform my choice going forward. I think that's a really, really good idea and a great place to look for inspiration and about what you want to do, you know, see, see what you've already done and see what you actually care about that you've done and you know or if you look back and go actually nothing that i did last year um then that's a bit harder <laughs> but you know um never mind okay do you want to read this follow-up email from richard hall and this is richard hall here we have okay richard says hello sunbeams really enjoyed this week's episode that was quite the aspirational list of commitments. I wish you luck. Well, already I failed think... on one of them, by the way. <laughs> Just want to say. Oh, have you now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have failed to get the former from the website. I will get that done so soon. So, so soon. <laughs> well, now that somebody's provided it for you. That's a good Or is point. that a different form? It's a different form, but I might be able to butcher oh, okay. it into making well, it work. Maybe you should just put that out there. Maybe somebody will just do a form for you if you ask. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. All right. Well, he says, Richard says, I've beaten you to getting a zine out. Uh, it's something that I've been thinking about it for at least a year, but never quite managed to get my fing- to get my finger out. I was listening to Barnaby Nut on Viewfinder Vikings last month. Obviously, I was completely up to date with Sunny 16. <laughs> he did an episode encouraging zine making by podcasting the whole process. Uh, I got a copy of the zine that came out of the episode, and it gave me the little shove I needed. Uh, I live in Shrewsbury and have quite a few images of the town taken over the last year or two, so I began to go through my archive to select pictures to use. While I was choosing pictures, I was wrestling with what, wait, with what a collection of photographs of Shrewsbury might be called and could think of nothing more imaginative than pictures of Shrewsbury. <laughs> Obviously, I'm rubbish at coming up with titles. Then I remembered the song local singer-songwriter Annie Lowe 
which has a line describing his hometown as a place where, quote, every bus stop has its own coffee shop, unquote. And I was just and was just what I wanted. Of course, I asked if I could use it. Uh, I set up pages individually in GIMP and created a set of PDFs that I uploaded to my Max, my Max for printing. Um, I really have to give them a shout out for excellent service. My order must have been trivial in the scheme of things, uh, but when they picked up on my mistake I had with the sizing of a couple pages, a customer service rep rang me asking how they should deal with it. A real personal touch. Not only that, but the finished zine was delivered two days earlier than I expected. At the risk of blowing my own trumpet, I, I'm really happy with how it came out. 24 silk finished pages of my picks. Yay! It's first effort, so of course it isn't perfect, but I'm really pleased that I've done it and I'm already thinking about what my next zine will be. Uh, you can take a virtual... You can look at a virtual copy of the zine here, and there's an address. Uh, but I'd be glad to send you a real copy if you remind me where to send it. I'm selling them for $4. Four, pounds, no, that's four pounds, squigglies. Four pounds. Four squigglies, pounds. <laughs> which I hope is low enough to enable people to take a punt on this rank amateur's efforts. Selling zines turns out to be slightly more tricky than making them, but I have hopes. Best wishes to you all. Keep up the great work, Richard. That's awesome. So um, I will obviously put a link in the show notes um, to the uh, link to go and look at the virtual copy. But as Richard says, for four quid, I mean, you know, nothing better than the real thing. Um, and I think that's wonderful. Uh, I think we're definitely, I mean, we'd hope to get Barnaby on before Christmas anyway to talk about stuff. But now that we're planning to try and do a zine, um, Barnaby, if you're listening, <laughs> we, we, we need you. <laughs> we we need you. We need you on here. We, we need to have a chat. Um, so, um yeah, a great stuff. Okay, uh, this next email, uh, entitled Large Format Malarkey, is from our good friend Jeremy North, uh, who writes in Dear Son and Indeed Beam. On Friday, I met up with our friend Edward Bick to try out large format photography for the first time. I took along my two cameras. See, I love the fact. I don't know whether this is the first time that Jeremy has tried large format, but he has two cameras anyway. But yeah, right. He's got it covered. <laughs> yeah. I took along my two cameras, an old Linhoff Technica with a Schneider 150 and a Sinar F with the awesomely named Grandagon 90. I tip my hat to Fraser and his daughter Iona, as they recently got a similar lens, I believe. I had four sheets of black and white film in two holders, which I'd bought several years ago, but obviously never got around to using. <laughs> uh huh. The plan was to shoot the four pictures, then develop them in a Doran tank a pal gave me some time ago. This was a first-time experience for us both, as neither of us had used large-format gear before, and even had no idea how to unload a film holder. I have to say, we had a blast. I'd recommend anyone who's thinking about large format but hesitating to take the leap. Yes, it was a bit of a challenge, but that added to the experience. Seeing the negatives was amazing. I think even Aid would react less phlegmatically than he did when seeing his first self-processed negatives. I would not bank on it. The next challenge is to shoot and process the four sheets of E6, which I got at the same time all those years ago. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure it's a good idea. I think it's Valvia 100. 
I took the trouble to record some audio if you'd like to hear how it all went. Uh, love from Jeremy. So thank you very much for that, Jeremy. I have had a quick listen to some of the audio and this sounds quite the adventure. Um, I'm not sure whether we're going to tag it on to the end of this show, just because this show is already going to be quite a long one. But we it will definitely be put there and, and um, it will it will come to your ear soon. But it sounds like they had a really fun day. I, I do love the fact that Jeremy just has all... <laughs> He's a compulsive <laughs> camera boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you large format Johnny? Is that a thing you've dealt with much? Uh, yeah, I have in the past. I haven't, I haven't done it in in quite a while. But it's something I keep kind of uh, meaning to do more of. It's just I, I feel like I'm so overwhelmed with other formats that I don't shoot enough already. So it kind of, it kind of temp- diving into something yet further into another format i you know i kind of hesitate on but i um no i really like large format i actually sell a lot of large format stuff at the at the shop where i work and so i am around it all the time Uh, i just i don't do a lot of it you know very frequently myself uh but but yeah i'd really kind of like to do it again it's a lot of fun there has to be a reason for it doesn't there there has to be a good reason to to fit to fit with what the work process that you're doing and if large format doesn't fit with the particular thing you want to do at a certain time then doing yeah, it just for the yeah. sake of doing it um yeah yeah and it, i mean i think it's a it's a real commitment to you know kind of time wise and energy yeah. wise and I, I i find it so difficult to to shoot anything other than my daily commute <laughs> that that it's you know it to me large format is one of the things you really need to just set aside time for and i yeah. i do that i literally do that probably six times a year yeah so uh, it's yeah. it's yeah so it's really hard i mean i i just don't do photo outings very often, which I, I should really do more. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it, it's, it's great. You just have to really, I think you got to make a little bit of a commitment of time to do it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to take this next one, which is um, following up on some sure. questions we had uh, from Mike Crawford, the wonderful Mike Crawford who we spoke to last year. So um, yeah, take it away, Johnny. Sure. All right. So Mike Crawford says, hello, sunbeams. <laughs> I listened with sympathy and a little bit of horror about AIDS watermarked film. I presume you were using a wedding agent like Ilford's Il Photo? I was. Question mark? I was. Il Photo? You were? Okay. Um, if it's very hard water area, it usually helps to mix it with mineral water instead. Uh, if the free stuff... Instead, instead of, of the, the free, free stuff. stuff. From the, yeah, instead of the free stuff from the tap. Highland Spring works well for me. Uh, <laughs> mineral water. I, really? Yeah. Does he mean like like bot like bottle yeah. bottle yeah. water? Okay, okay, okay. Because where that I live, it's a very hard water area, so I have a real problem with watermarks on. The, oh yeah, it's the... it's like that here too. We can we can maybe chat on that a bit. Um, to continue, and some more ideas for drying fiber-based paper. Uh, photographic paper expands when wet and contracts when drying. It curl it dry uh, it dries curled up as the paper base and emulsion dry at different speeds. But it also depends on the surface. Gloss is usually more curly than matte. The technical expression is like a papadom. While while Ilford's Art 300 dries flatter than most papers. One method to help is to use sheets of acid-free blotting paper. I give my I get mine in bulk from process supplies, which makes them quite cheap. Uh, but most art shops would sell should sell them. In, uh, important to squeegee both sides of the print and on a clean sheet of glass or very thick perspex. Uh, is that like plexiglass? Yes. I'm guessing. Okay. Then lay uh, then lay between sheets of blotting paper. Best to use two sheets 
then a print, two sheets, then a print, and so on with two sheets on top until you've made a giant layer cake, in effect. Um, he doesn't say that. That was my editorial. Note. I like it. Uh, in the in the winter time, it may take a couple of days to dry them all. Uh, while the prints won't be perfectly flat, they should be a lot smoother and less curly. Uh, can be flattened uh, further by pressing under a weight of books or something similar. But and a bunch of dots. Very important to change the order of the blotting paper a few times throughout the drying process, such as alternating each set of two sheets and changing the order if the prints are stacked. Otherwise, it's possible uh, mold will develop on the blotting paper, which will then destroy your prints. Ah, ah mold! Uh, let me know if you want to hear more about the how to dry the continental way using brown tape. Ooh, the continental way sounds glamorous. All the best. Thank you wow. very much. Well, that's awful. Um, awful. That's awesome, Mike. Thank you. Um, some really good information <laughs> there. Uh, yeah, I, I I really want to have a go at doing some printing with fiber paper. Um, Oh yeah, but it does it's look like best. quite hard work. <laughs> and you know, it's I, this is a very interesting method. I've never heard exactly this method before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting. But I, yeah, I mean, I used to only print on fiber-based paper, so it, I, I kind of, I don't know, I kind of feel the pain here. I just never never done it quite this way. But it's interesting that he has this whole process worked out for it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you 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 were printing, you know, because you're so old. That when you were printing, the, it was far more common to be using really graded yeah. paper rather than multigrade, wasn't it? Because you've got uh, your oh, real yeah. bug up your butt about using multigrade paper, which yeah, the rest of the world's been quite happily level. using yeah. now for tw- you're so insane. <laughs> you're just for like three decades, <laughs> bonkers, <laughs> old man shouting at the moon. Yeah. Okay. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. All right. Absolutely. We've got one last email here. This is from our good friend, Fraser Yule, who has had a crap week, I think it's fairly safe to say, and he has written in to share it with us. So um, prepare yourselves, listeners. This is not going to be your barrel of last, but... Um, oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, Fraser writes in, Well, what a week. Enjoyed the podcast, received the first zine I had produced, well, book, really, which was great. It's, it's a lovely book. I've got a copy of it here. Just as well as the rest has been a slight roller coaster. Apologies in advance for this long and rambling email, but I'm using Sunny16 as a support service. That's fine. Uh, Like Kodak and others have done in the past, I'm offering Sunny16 the first opportunity to break some news. Now, I'm someone who is quite introvert normally and keep myself to myself until I really know people, but I consider the Sunnies and their disciples, both those I have met and those who have followed on social media, to be friends. And I need to offload something. On Monday this week, my wife decided to ask for separation. This was quite out of the blue and has floored me quite a bit. I have been angry, confused, even more confused than trying to select the camera and film stock for a photo walk, and generally pissed off. It is inevitable that I will be keeping a lower profile on social media as I need to clear my head and focus for what will come with solicitors and their greedy little fingers. Apologies to any solicitors out there. Now, I know that this is an unorthodox way of letting people know my situation, and I'll admit I'm not the first and sadly won't be the last person to go through this. Um, (laughs) How are you on the divorce front, Johnny? Oh, you don't have time for that. No, okay. Well, (laughs) definitely a box I have also ticked. Um, Yeah. But this time, I'm going to try and confront things. Oh, sorry. um, This is just my way of coping with it. 
Normally, I would hide in a corner, but this time I'm going to try and confront things head on and do the best I can, primarily for my wee daughter. Oddly, I feel even feel a bit better just typing this. After the initial shock, I'm starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, it still has a couple of ND10 filters on it, but I'm sure as time passes, things will get clearer. I want to make it clear that I'm not looking for sympathy. This message is a way for me to just let my friends know as a group what's happened. Sharing this is also a way to make me feel better about things, a weight lifted. Now, I'm all up for some dark humour to get me through this. So if you want to hit me with all you've got, I need to laugh. I mean, you know, take that with a pinch of salt. Don't hit me with right. all yeah, you've yeah, got. That's what I, was um, I also need to regain my enthusiasm to go take photos. I am aware that me not taking and posting photos on social media isn't a big loss to the world, but to me it's something that I need to get back doing and quickly. So if anyone sees my enthusiasms floating past, can they tell it to get the back to me? My thoughts go out to anyone else in the community who is going through this or other bleak times. Now then, as a result of my aforementioned news, I will have to sell off some kit. I have been saying this the whole of last year, but this has really made it a reality. If anyone has pressing Nikon or Olympus gas, I may have the prescription for you. As it happens, I have inadvertently found the ultimate cure for gas, a separation. Anyway, thanks for allowing me to get this off my chest. I know there will be people who think that this was not the right way to go about it, and I take that on board. Keep up the great work, Sonnies. I'll be trying to get to the photo walk on Sunday the 8th of Oxford. Let's hope it's a sunny day. Cheers for now from Fraser. Well, first off, Fraser, thanks for writing in. And genuinely, thanks for writing in. I think things like this... Um, you know, I, I don't think this is the worst for getting things out there. Sometimes things happen in your life that suck. Something yeah. happens that's real bummer, and and you don't want to talk to people about it, and you don't, but you kind of want them to know. And you know what? Blanket blast it like this, because what you tend to find is that far more people have been through it than you think, and have far more understanding of your situation. And um, yeah, it sucks. It does suck, but. We've got a good little community here, and we all have each other's back. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think Johnny, you, have you beaten Henry VIII on the number of wives you got? <laughs> I think I'm probably pretty damn close. My I, dad managed not, to match not up. doing too bad for a lowly American, you know. <laughs> my dad, my dad managed to match. I think Henry VIII on number of wives. Uh, sadly, sadly died before he was able to beat them. But you know, he gave it a good go. He gave it a good go. So. Um, but yeah so um you know if you've and this goes out to anybody out there who's listening if you're going through some crappy times uh, and i think especially at this time of year when it's a can be a bleak time of year it's very easy to kind of just pull yourself in and away from what's going on and shut yourself in and bottle everything up and that's it's better to just uh, open yourself up we have a wonderful community out there of caring people who will help you get through stuff far more than just hiding away from it will so um best of luck with everything fraser and um you know 
obviously let us know first if you've got any good bargains going when it comes to selling. I've got Nikon and Olympus gas now. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I mean, just remember who your friends are. That's me. Um, <laughs> let us know. Hashtag bargains. <laughs> oh, and, you know, I, I should say, you know, we, we really encourage this kind of communication also with the Classic Lenses podcast. And if yeah. you have such an email, we encourage you to send it right here instead to the Sunny 16 podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true you guys are very good at, no uh, we'll read things. it we, you we, yeah. you're you are very good and you have a lovely community as well i think that's, that's why we, we get we, along we so. do we do yeah um that's... how are you doing for time johnny oh i got about 15 minutes oh perfect that should be just enough time for us to wrap things up so yeah. um let's go through the last few bits we've got to get through so first thing is cheap shots challenge there is one week left to go we have had some great pictures in already um but you still have one week more to get yours in so if you can please get them in to us by saturday the 18th i think that's what next saturday Ooh, is does that sound believable to you saturday the 18th um <laughs> uh obviously you know if it's a day or two late <laughs> let's face it i'm absolutely gonna let it in but, but let's say the 18th uh, has very strict rules we're very strict on that round here um uh you've never taken part you judged for us you judged one round of the cheap shots challenge you, you judged the round that broke the cheap shots challenge didn't you <laughs> <laughs> I'm still surprised you guys still talk to me, but oh, uh, we <laughs> owe you for that. You you <laughs> were there for I think three days recording with us to go and get through that. Um, yeah. We learned lessons from that podcast, but you were an amazing trooper. Um, oh, it was it was a lot of fun actually. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know what's what's really fun though is I mean I'm like I'm all the way over in Chicago and I have people who come into the camera shop and talk to me about being in the doing their cheap shots challenge stuff. I'm like that's just crazy. It's <laughs> such a small world i love it it's it is fantastic yeah the second thing i want to remind listeners of is the thing that we, i talked about on the sunny 16 podcast with aid is i'm trying to give away a couple of cameras and i think i might have found a home for the first one so that's great but there's still a couple of other cameras so these are just good uh, i guess student level entry slrs they're not fancy but they're perfectly good usable ones um johnny i'm sure you'd be familiar with them like things like the casino cr7 and the ct sure. something like you know they they're great start cameras. Got 50 millimeter lenses to go on all of them. Um, they're not SLRs for people who already have SLRs. And that's you know, I'm what I want to find is somebody who doesn't currently have an SLR. Maybe you've been just trying out with uh, point you know point and shoots or um, disposable something, and you're thinking actually I'd like to give it a go. Um, write in, let me know why you want it and why it'd be meaningful for you, and we'll hopefully find some good homes for this. Like I said, I think might have found a home for one of them already, which is great. And um, and the last thing I just want to talk about, um, seeing as it kind of came up briefly, and now I've put it down, so, oh, here we go, is Fraser Zine. The one good thing that happened this week to Fraser was his lovely Zine. I think his car also <laughs> broke down. He didn't even mention that. His car also My broke God. down. Yeah, he's really... Oh. Life has been kicking Fraser in the nuts this week. Um, yeah. But his Zine, or as um, Jeremy said, his sort of mini photo book, because it is, it's beautifully produced. Um, lovely photographs. A real selection of stuff. Um, it's all it's grouped within loose themes within it, mixture of black and white. Um, it's just a really nicely produced book. Again, um, I don't know. Well, if you go to FraserYourPhotography.com, hopefully there there'll be links if you want to look at it. And I don't know whether Fraser's selling it or what he's doing, but it's really nice, really nicely produced. I, I it never ceases to amaze me the quality that people's zines are i mean like i said calling them zines 
well, I think we just need to change what we assume by the word zine at this point. Zine just yeah. means really high quality publication. Um, <laughs> but yeah, right. Really lovely. And the nice thing is that, or the thing that I like about it is that um, Fraser is included with each picture. He shares what camera and what film it was taken on as well, which is good because it also actually, especially with the film front, you know, it's quite good if you're looking through to sort of see how different films look and respond to different th- lights and stuff. So, yeah, um, really yeah. nice stuff. Um, before we move on to the coffee, is there anything you want to let us know about going on with uh, classic lenses or with your own stuff at the moment, Johnny? <coughs> um uh no i don't know i don't know what the hell we're gonna do tomorrow i i'm not sure what our, <laughs> i what, i don't know feeling. what's going on tomorrow with classic lenses uh no i mean other than you can you know if if you're a listener or if you're not a listener um you know we did just do the 100th episode so if you want to kind of check out maybe some of the back catalog at this point and kind of get, get a start on on listening to the podcast it's a good time at episode 100 i don't know um, um, actually i'm gonna say if you haven't listened to the podcast before episode 100 is absolutely not the best time oh no don't start with 100 <laughs> start but i'm saying there's 100. enough of a back catalog there that you could kind of dive in somewhere other than episode 100 yeah well uh, can you think of a guest you can you think of somebody you've had on you particularly would i mean you had episodes with um Anil Mish History, um, oh, with God, M, yeah, with Hamish, have. so lots of names that people will be familiar with, haven't you? So yeah, we have, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, you <laughs> yeah, know, the... me on there once reading haikus again, not a great <laughs> place to start or yeah. indeed finish or pass through. Some might argue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean you know you can go to classiclensespodcast.com and you can browse all the episodes there and see who the guests were and you know have a listen so yeah check it out uh and we won't give away johnny's instagram because i'm not i'm not becoming part of that crime that, that ongoing crime <laughs> on your podcast um and we will move on instead to our wonderful coffee donors um both classic lenses podcast and the sunny 16 podcast are very much supported by wonderful coffee donors but we're only going to thank the people who donate to us here um uh, and as always we like to thank our listeners by abusing them not abusing them by um treating them to some facts that have been found out and now johnny you helped me yeah. out with this because you I, got the um chicago branch of researchers to dig up some facts as well didn't you um, i did which yeah. i am filled with trepidation and fear of <laughs> um so um what we'll do is we'll go through this we'll take it in turns uh so <laughs> Um, if you if you read the name of the one that i'm going to read and then well, we'll go vice versa so should we start with this then johnny yeah, so you're going to do uh, Duncan Gammon. Okay, so Duncan Gammon has committed to drastically cutting down... The, oh, 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 should start this off. This is continuing from last week. This is um, our donors' New Year's resolutions and things they're going to commit to to 2020. Uh, Duncan has committed to drastically cutting down on the amount of time that he spends standing in the streets yelling up at the clouds for uh, not being fluffy enough. So that's good for many good. reasons. Okay, yeah. what about Bill Thu? Well, Bill Thu's going to learn Kung Fu in 2020. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Kung Fu, as you... As Kung you Fu Bill Thu. That's what you will know him as by the end of 2020. <laughs> Kung Fu Bill Thu. <laughs> I love it. Oh, uh, How about Sam Cornwell? Okay, so Sam, Sam Cornwell of SolarCan, wants 2020 to be the year when every aluminium drinks can can fulfill its destiny as being a pinhole um and so he's gonna sort of get the jump on that by visiting all his local supermarkets with a, a sturdy pin and a hefty mallet and a set of waterproofs and just you know preempting it a bit going through all the drinks cans and just pre-holing them 
Excellent. It'll be fine. What yeah. about uh, Fraser Yule? I'm hoping Fraser Yule is going to brighten up. What's Fraser Yule got in I, store? There is something great on the horizon for Fraser Yule. And, and the thing that uh, Fraser Yule is going to have is Christmas in July, because it'll be the Yule season in July partway through. He won't have to wait all the way till Christmas. He's got something to look forward to that won't be shitty partway through the year. And that will be Leon Day. Uh, Leon Day, which I did not know, is an unofficial holiday celebrated in the United States on January 25th, and it's the halfway mark to Christmas. So, Jan- Fraser Yule, Chris, June 25th. June, so January June 25th, 25th is not halfway. <laughs> no, June June 25th. So, Fraser Yule is going to have Christmas in July. That sounds lovely. That's something to look forward to. There you go. Your week has just taken an upward turn, Fraser. Christmas in July. Okay. Oh, yeah. So uh, is it is it Jayabat? Jayabat, yeah. Okay, so uh, Jayabat is actually giving dry January a go this year. Have you ever tried that? Oh dry- hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I I kind of am now. I kind of I've kind of been banned. So <laughs> yes, by the I've, city of Chicago or just a bit half. Uh, it's kind of the whole thing. So yes, I've done the dry thing, unfortunately. Good luck with that. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, he's giving it a go. Um, uh, he has found out that, you know, uh, trying to use um, undiluted, unmixed powder developers and just rubbing them into negatives has not worked out terribly well. So no. maybe dry, dry January shouldn't apply to everything. No. <laughs> uh, okay. What about Chris Mina? What's Chris Mina got planned for this year? I bet it's very exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chris Mina is going to be nicer in 2020 <laughs> that's good to hear honestly yeah i mean he's you should known. be nice to people you should be chris mina known for his terrible temper that's what everybody knows chris mina for is his terrible terrible temper yeah mina mina be nicer yeah mina be nice mina by name mina by nature but this year he's gonna be nicer chris nicer that's right that's right i'm not actually he's a delight chris bless him okay who we got next <laughs> Uh, we have Slavic Karwas. Okay, um, Slavic. This is a new twist on an old favourite. He's actually going to give a 365 procrastination project to go this year, um, and that's where <laughs> every day you have to come up with a new reason for why you didn't take a picture, a new justification every day for why you haven't taken a photo that day. Um, should be noted, failing to come up with a reason for failing to take a picture uh, that's kind of allowed, um, but actually taking pictures is not. You've failed if you you fail at the failing to it's complicated but i think you get the picture i think i could do a 365 procrastination project i bet i could do that okay oh yeah uh what about ed worthington well obviously ed's gonna do something truly worthy in 2020 <laughs> we, don't, we don't know what that is yet but he's gonna be ed worthy in 2020. he's gonna be ed worthy he's gonna be worthy, worthy. of the name ed worthy the of the name ed in 2020 I believe that. I, I genuinely yep. do. I think Ed yeah. is, he's, he's been pretty worthy all the way up until, but I think the 2020 is the year where he becomes truly, truly Ed. worthy. Yeah. Truly worthy. So how about uh, Harry Thackeray? Okay, well, Harry, um, he's actually going to be putting, he's got a project this year. I think starting 2020 with a new project is always a great plan. So his project is he's going to put out a different type of cheese every week for the garden birds that visit his own back garden. Um, he's not sure if birds actually eat cheese, but he figures that this is the best way to find out. 
Birds love cheese, I heard. Yeah. Well, I mean, and yeah. if you're going to draw a different cheese every week, you're going to find out which ones they do like. And maybe different birds like different cheeses. Um, do, do pigeons like brie? I don't know. Or, or are they more of a kind of a, a gruyere kind of bird? <laughs> Will yeah, he yeah. will he get um, bald eagles coming to his back garden if he puts out a, a hefty wheel of Edam or something? I don't know. I'm struggling to come up with different cheeses at this point. I've only named three. That's bad, isn't it? Oh, never mind. Um, thank you so much to all of our coffee donors. Do you do, you do this on your podcast? <laughs> no, but now I now that I know that you're you know that well. I think we should be doing more of this. I know that Simon thanks them, but Simon does it in his very top top, you know, <laughs> it's very, very prop, very proper English way. So maybe we'll start abusing people like this. This would, I kind of, I kind of like your way better. <laughs> I'm not sure that the people who donate do, but um, I don't know what else to do. It, unfortunately, it's the tragic loop I found myself stuck in. Um, but thank you so much to everybody. It is hugely appreciated as always. Yeah. Right. Um. And I think that about wraps us up for this week. Uh, a good long show. Lots of great emails this week. Um, as I said, I have, we've got the audio from Jeremy and from Ed, but I think I'm going to save that because the show's already quite long this week and the, the audio um, is quite long as well. It's good It's good listening. I think I'm gonna, I might save that for future use. So, But thank you very much, gentlemen, for doing that for us. Much appreciated. Um, Johnny, uh, I was going to say, where can people find you? But I feel like it's a, it's a, as I've heard, apparently on Star Wars, it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Uh, you, you're free to try to find me on Instagram. It won't do any good. But, yeah, you know, he, won't, I, he won't let you follow him. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm system photography on Instagram and you can go there and it probably says like this, this member's account is private just or unlock, something like that. Just unlock your blooming stupid, oh, <laughs> God damn it. Just do that. Um, but otherwise, just go. Go to the Classic Lenses podcast where you will hear Johnny along with Simon and Perry every week being a delight. Yep. They are always a treasure. Um, yep. do you, know you, can, you... you can always come see me in person too. So Ooh, that's yes. probably even better. Yeah. yeah so so you, can, you can visit me at Central Camera Company in Chicago. So uh, I really hope to be able to do that one day. I would love to I hope so too. That would be awesome. Because, um, yeah, the, you're, the Central Cameras, is it's a real destination, isn't it, in Chicago? It's um, How long has it been going yeah. there for? Uh, well, it's 101 years this year. Wow. That's pretty 100, amazing. Yeah. 101 years. And it's been 90 years in the same location. So. Yeah. Uh, and what, 80 years that you've been there? 80 years since I've been here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Started in your mid forties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, there you go, listeners. That's awesome. Um, and do you know who you've got joining you this week? I, you know, I don't think we have a guest this week. I think we are just going to do the three amigos this week. Well, That's always good. I, myself, Simon, and Perry. So I, I think it's the three of us catching up on stuff, as far as I know. Unless the unless one of the unless one of the guys has somebody lined up, but I I don't think we have a guest going this week. Okay, well that sounds good. Anyway, it's always lovely to see you guys catching up. You do far more than uh, we do here. <laughs> Although I did make some prints this week. I actually got in the dark and made some prints. So that's pretty good. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. They're, they're not great prints, but. Bad prints are better than no prints because they're like, okay, I've started off the year. I've got in the dark room. It's kind of like I felt I needed to do it to set my store to say, look, this is going to be a thing I'm going to do more of this year. So, um, yeah. Not sure what's going to be happening on the Sunday 16 podcast this week um, because, again, because Rachel's not um, well enough to come back yet, we're going to put the Sundays off one more week and hopefully next week we'll be doing it. But 
Um, there will be something, and it will be something. So look forward to that. It will be very exciting. I love a mystery, especially when even I don't your, know what it is. Sunny 16, your favorite something something podcast. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever you want it to be, just imagine it'll be that, and then be disappointed right. later. Um, all right, then. We will play you out, as always, with the music from the wonderful band Schnauzer, remortgaging the nest of hers. Until next week, listeners, have a lovely week. Bye!